Hi, you're listening to the Modern Club Management Podcast with me, your host, Ed Chapman. This podcast takes the lived experiences and knowledge of some of the leading figures and thinkers from the world of club management and beyond, all so that they can become your teacher and elevate your performance. Whether you're looking to start a career in club management, are a seasoned club manager at a world-leading club, or work elsewhere within this wonderful industry, there will be powerful messages and key takeaways that can help you in your career or personal life. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Yeah, well, I think the interesting one there with for people to realise that digital ownership can also be of real world physical objects. So you can still use that as a proof. One one thought I had as an idea, which would be interesting to see what your thoughts on how this could work, is if a club had all their memberships as NFTs. So if I'm a member, my membership card is an NFT, which proves digitally that I'm a member. Now, if I'm a member of a private club, yeah, in some ways, I'm a fractional owner of the club. So if the club gets better, better reputation, more people want to join, the club can charge more money. Well, what if I now get a new job and I have to move country? I just give my membership up. And all those years of me contributing to the club, I have no value for that. So would it work where if it was an NFT, I'd actually be incentivized to sell my NFT membership to a new person? I would then get a percentage of that. The club would get a percentage of that. The club gets a new member who then pays their annual fees from that. Is that something that could work? That is something that definitely could work. That is uh, yeah, perfect, perfect example. Let, let's break it down. So um, NFT membership, no problem at all. You know, like technically, I, I feel like it's important to say this is... Um, I mean, for for me, this is uh, the work of a couple of hours, maybe, and I'm not even a developer or anything. Like it's as easy as uh, the Web two world really is now. So it's it's not a big hurdle. We have an uh, NFT membership. What does that mean? So when you have an NFT, as I explained before, it's on an open ledger and can be seen from everyone. And so all programs can also ping it, right? And so what happens is you have an immediate market like with the issuing of um, NFT memberships for this golf club, there's immediately a market for this, this NFT. You can trade it, you can um, yeah, exchange it, you can send it around. It's a free digital asset. Like it's not, you don't have to, to ask the golf club, uh, dear golf club, may I transfer this NFT? Um, it's it's in your wallet. Um, it's in your yeah in your your account, um, and you can transfer it. You can sell it, and so what you do with NFTs here is you make it um, transparent and you make it free of of a certain system, um, and that enables you what you just said to say okay I'm gonna um, I'm gonna sell it because I have to move. And but what you also said and um, and got to is. Uh, the increase in value and that's really very very interesting about nfts and it, i think it links to the so-called ownership economy as you said if you just have a 
membership in their data bank and uh, it's uh, you're gonna move there's no value for you you know you you maybe added you were the the president of the club and for 20 years and now you move and you're out of it and uh, you don't participate in the value creation anymore uh, with nfts you definitely can you know if it's more desirable there's a market for it and so people are willing to pay more most likely and um, it's it's a great thing for for you because of the incentive model, right? You want this club to be successful. You want to make it as awesome as possible because now all of a sudden you also have a stake in it. You're not just a paying member, but you're someone that uh, yeah, can increase the value of the, the membership if you, if you desire so. And uh, so the incentives model shift a little bit um, and, and that's beautiful. And for the golf club, it's not like, uh, I lose the the value, you know, of the memberships or anything. They can also win in this um, in this story because, uh, like with NFTs, you you often work with royalties. So if an NFT is sold, like the issuer also gets a little cut, like five uh, five percent, about five percent. So every time um, the the membership NFT of the golf club would be sold, the golf club gets five percent of the of the uh, of the uh, the price of the nft and so there's a li nice little dynamic where you are incentivized to provide value for for the thing you own right like for this membership for this golf club and where also the golf club uh, totally participates in in yeah what what value is created here and so i think it's a uh, it's a beautiful way to to do golf memberships. Um, there's really not many downsides to it. Like if, if a golf club says, okay, I, I lose too much money because I, I cannot sell it all over again, there's ways to do it. You know, like it's NFTs are a technology. It's just like it's the uh, better is, is always a, a tough word, but like it's, it's a technology that enables um, true digital ownership and uh, frees up those assets, helps um, other people to build on those assets. Because if you think about it now, all of a sudden, um, you can say, okay, I, I have those uh, 10,000 memberships or, or let's say 5,000 and someone else can come. Okay, I'm building this great app and I'm going to integrate those 5,000 memberships. And it's, it's as easy as it could be you know like because um, he or she uh, who invents this app can ping the blockchain and see okay those are the memberships they're gonna get uh, access to the app and that's the end of the story so if you put nfts or if you put memberships uh, as nfts uh, you enable a whole new ecosystem to be built around those nfts and on top of them Mm, that's really interesting and especially the utility in nfts i hadn't realized the or thought about the openness that anyone could send like an invite to a group of nft holders but as you say without their privacy ever being uh, invaded because they don't actually know who those people are that's yeah, exactly. You you cannot send an invite. I mean, you can maybe somehow, but um, you can offer services and, and make people aware of it. So it's not intrusive either. You know, that's what I wanted to, to say with this. It's not like you're going to get spam from everyone. It's like just, okay, 
if if I get your attention and if I build something cool for you, you are it's at your disposal to say, hey, I want to participate. And yeah, so so utility is is an amazing feat, and you just imagine you know, with everything. You a soccer player sells his NFT, and the utility is to meet him, and you can do gamification with it. If you have five NFTs. Uh, you're gonna get the dinner if you have two nfts like it's endless and it's a it's a very fun playing ground um i think in the past like this this industry is just um yeah it's getting started and so there's lots of speculation um, right now because it's so fresh and like that's how the the whole a picture thing for uh, two million bucks uh, was created right um but but um what it distracts people from is the technology that's really a game changer because it just um, yeah creates digital ownership we didn't have before it's a very important concept ownership if you go back in history was really the beginning of civilization because people didn't have to carry around their stuff anymore all the time they could say okay this is my land and i'm gonna build on it and i can uh, yeah trust in the fact that tomorrow it's also going to be my land and what i build is not for nothing and that's what we now have digitally that we can say okay this is uh this is the nft i own it and now i can do something with it i can build a brand around it which is happening quite a lot right now uh, around those apes for example and it's, it's actually uh, it's it's big um and so there's there's so much um that that this technology can offer and uh, i would encourage everyone to to set aside the hype thing and and all this it's all true and not true uh, depending what you read but uh, underlaying is a, a technology that's that's gonna change the world and it already is like the ticketing thing for example ticketmaster just announced they're gonna uh, issue more and more tickets as nfts it's a better solution and this is where we get to what motivates me you know I just see, okay, this is really a better solution to what we had before and not five times, not 10 times, but probably more around 100 times better uh, than, a, than a digital ticket, which is a, a horrible experience. It's uh, almost impossible to transfer. If you can't go, uh, there's in, it's not transparent. Uh, you get counterfeits. I mean, uh, it's, it's endless. And so there's better solutions out there uh, with the help of the NFT technology. And uh, I'm sure there's, uh, there's a lot of solutions for golf. I, su I suppose um, when you're in the army, what you learn is that you're not in control. <laughs> That's the first thing. <laughs> you're not in control. The army's in control. But the army's got wonderful systems and processes. And so my time in the army taught me order, structure, control, and discipline. And like... I remember one time in Northern Ireland when we were in our camp and it was in a place West Belfast and the IRA followed, fired bombs into the camp, but they fired them into the top of the camp and they blew up in a field rather than the bottom of the camp where there was a barracks. And, um, and, and so my, my discipline's always been that of a positive mental attitude. And we sort of laughed at it. You know, we didn't think, oh my God, we could have died. We thought, oh, well, they got it wrong. So I guess I've always been positive and looked for the bright side of things. That's always been like my mantra in life. 
you know, how can we look from the right side, you know, glass half full rather than glass half empty. And so the army sort of teaches you that, you know, you didn't die, move on, look forward. And so, you know, from January 90, 1989, when the bombs were going off in the camp in uh, Belfast, you know, I guess I'll, I'll, that was one definite takeaway. And also they've got a system to make sure that your focus is on the right thing rather than on the wrong thing. Otherwise people die. And the way you get an outcome is you tend to use a self-starter. So some people might not be able to get through a workout without music. So the music's their self-starter. Some people not, might not be able to get there without a gym partner. That, that's, that's a self-starter. Sometimes it's a person you speak to that just gives you a kick at the ass. Sometimes it's a friend that you talk to that you say, I've got this problem. And they say to you, come on, Ed, you're a superstar. You can do this, this, and this, and you get inspired and you take action. But the, the key to success isn't being positive all the time. It's recognizing when you're inert and then getting back onto that positive bandwagon by taking action. And so what I found throughout my whole life from reading William Clement Stone's book, the success system that never fails, the first cornerstone, the milestone is getting your head on right and teaching people that a positive mental attitude is the right mental attitude in any given set of circumstance, incorporating the plus traits of life. It's about having hope that things will be better, faith that things will be better and integrity that knowing you can do your best. But when you fall off that bandwagon, it's not good enough to be inert. You need to get yourself onto the positive bandwagon of actually doing something because only when you do something, do you get something. And that's the key to success. However, the biggest motivator for people is the principle of scarcity. Scarcity motivates action. So it's not enough to tell people what they stand to gain if they work with you. It's often more important to tell them what they stand to lose. So if we don't update our um, water sprinkling system to the golf course, right? And we don't do that now. Here's what we st here's what stand to lose. This is a unique opportunity. We've got a member that's offered to do it for us. We'll do it at cost price. And if we had to go out to the market, it would cost us three times the price. So this is a unique opportunity, and this is what we lose if we don't take it right now, right? So it costs us three times. So it's two hundred thousand now, or six hundred thousand in the future plus inflation. And inflation's running at twenty two percent if you're living in the UK come January next year. So it's like, well, oh, actually, it's all right. So that's changing the frame, changing that perspective, changing the preframe. So how can I preframe it in a way? So if you don't do this, this is what we stand to lose. And we're bringing in some of the influence principles, um, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, so I suppose a powerful thing there is it's the loss, isn't it? Because when it comes to yeah. behavioral science shows that we hate losing far, far more than we enjoy winning when it's the same amount. So often when we, when we tell somebody something, don't just tell them what you stand to gain, tell them what you stand to lose if they don't work with you. Cause then that's like, okay, I understand it now. Here's what it is and here's what we lose if we don't. And don't assume that people think the way you think. That's one of the biggest mistakes that people make. And then we'll come back to scarcity. You just mentioned there's two types of scarcity, time and number scarcity. And is one of those more powerful than the other? So there's a thing called the principles of influence. There's a social psychologist that studied um, human beings to work out what cognitive biases they have when they're making decisions. We all, we're all biased. We, we like people that like us and we like our friends more than we like other people. So we have these cognitive biases and the six cognitive biases. I'll, I'll just go through them. So the first principle is the principle of liking. We like to say yes to people they like. If somebody you like comes to you and they say, Ed, please, could you do this for me? You know, I'm your wife. I've got whatever, you know, you think, oh, I like her. So you want to say yes to her. Whereas if a stranger comes and makes the same request, you're less likely to. Right. So the principle of liking is a really strong influence principle. 
Thank you for joining me on this journey as we dive into the world of club management. I hope you enjoy listening to these conversations as much as I enjoy having them. If you do enjoy and get value from them, I have two small requests. Simply subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening app and leave a review and share it directly with someone whom you think would benefit from listening. If you're interested in being a guest on this show yourself, then you can reach out to me using the details in the show notes or email me modernclubmanagement at pm.me. In the show notes, you will also find a link to my bi-weekly newsletter that complements these conversations where you can sign up to receive these directly into your inbox so that you never miss out. Thanks for tuning in and have an amazing day. This episode is brought to you by Sweda. Sweda is the social learning platform that delivers high quality blended learning with human connection. Sweda is on a mission to revolutionize the digital learning space through restoring the critical element of human engagement that has gotten lost in online learning. The technology provides everything organizations or individuals need on one single platform to achieve meaningful long-term learning success. Using these skills helped me attain a job offer as the director of golf at Golf Digest, top 100 in the world ranked course after I completed their influence and communication courses. But don't just take my word and the 97% five-star reviews it has had on Trustpilot for it. Try it yourself. All you have to do is email david at suada.com, that's S-U-A-D-A.com, and quote the Modern Club Management Podcast to claim your free enrollment onto the reciprocity course to start your journey to become a more influential and persuasive communicator.